welcome to episode 7 of the podcast. This is the final World Cup special of the series, and this week we've got Andy Field. I just think Harry Kane's boring. He's like dry muesli. He's, he's like, <laughs> you know, Wayne Rooney retires and you go back through his career highlights, and he's like arguing with a ref and scoring a volley. He's doing an overhead kick against Man City. He's doing oh, mad he stuff. He's amazing. He's just the Matalan of football. <laughs> he's not... He's not it's like that's an amazing know. description of Harry Kane. It's just like it's like a Volkswagen Passat, you know. <laughs> it's not a good. He is really good at football. He's not going to break down. He's reliable. You want him on your team, but you don't want to like. You're not going to be like, "There's my Passat," <laughs> you know. So this was the final episode of the World Cup special series. It's been a really fun series to record. Um, I've got an interview lined up with Jake Williamson, who's an athlete and personal trainer next week. It'll be very interesting to sort of talk to him about LGBT stuff, as well as the World Cup final. I'm sure we'll touch on it. And then I've got a World, I've got, not World Cup special, I've got a Christmas special coming up, which is very exciting, which is a, a quiz about all of the sporting events in the year. It's going to be great fun. I've got two fantastic guests on for that as well you're gonna love it it will drop in your feed some point next week um, but until then have a lovely time with me and andy and here's me introducing andy uh, with a slightly sweaty face because i ran to the studio hello and welcome to the big sport pod it's episode seven i think uh, and it's the final world cup special and this week we've got the wonderful andy field hello uh, we'll be recording. <laughs> well, thank you, Andy, for the energy you gave us. No, there. I'm sorry. I just it felt like there should be applause, but obviously there's no one here. But I don't know. This has been a thing that's happened a... quite often. Um, is that the only person that's had applause so far is Katie Green? Yeah, we yeah, really. Because like if, she with Katie Green, or she no, we all did. But I, I, I have been saying she applauded herself, which right, is unfair yeah. of me. So I didn't but, come with the right energy from the hello. No, and also there's only two of us today instead well, of she, three. She's American as well, so she's got like a. She's got American energy. So I've gone like hello. Exactly. I and mean, I'd sort of started it. Myself. Should we try that again? We can. Hello and welcome. Andy Field. Hiya. There we go. It's the energy we need. Yeah, I think we started clapping at exactly the same time. Yeah, well. it just sounded like we were doing one rhythmical yeah, yeah, clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, sex. <laughs> <laughs> we were just making that. that That's what it said. It's just that. And me going, hiya. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's highbrow stuff. I'm so glad you've already got the tone of the podcast down. That is very much how it's been for the last yeah, great, uh, five great, or so great. episodes. Um, so we've um, it's been a while since I've recorded one. Um, we were supposed to record a bit earlier in the week, but actually it's been quite good because we've had um, semi-finals and quarterfinals have all happened now. So we can discuss yeah. all of it, which is very exciting. I want to discuss FIFA. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen Infantino's recent comments today. Well, he said it was the best World Cup ever. Best World Cup ever, everyone! <laughs> I think mean, I kind of... The action's been very entertaining. I, I mean, no. if you if you admit all the... Um... Well, that's obviously not to be taken seriously. That's the sort of thing you would say if you were, like, uh, you know, just an event organiser. Like, you had to put on, like, a big fair, and you'd be doing a speech at the fair, like, it's the best fair... We've ever had. It's Even like better than last. You know, it's not. It's sort of like to g up the team, isn't yeah, it? Like, exactly. like your work do. It's just like we've had the best year ever. If we just it, yeah, it, we had a lot of losses, but the yeah. best year ever. Exactly. It's like a hype man speech that's been like quoted as like news news because obviously that's not like a quantifiable thing. The best one ever. You know, that's different for every individual. Someone at the World Cup might might have gotten like 
It's just like a dozen blowies, just circumstantially. <laughs> that would have been his best ever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then the guy he was with might have been like forced to give him a do- dozen blowies. And then, you know, for him, he's not having his best World Cup. <laughs> so it's, it's a lovely deep dive into the mind of Andy Field already. You know what I mean? It, I, the, it, the best World Cup's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it, and it depends if you like blowjobs or yeah, giving them. If, if you exactly. like giving them, it could yeah, have been... Well, you know, it's one example. It I'm could have been you, both of their yeah. best of days of their life. Someone could have tripped over repeatedly and like they just keep, keep landing on the same bit of their knee. And then in, retro, in comparison to other World Cups they've attended, they think this one was... Particularly bad. Yeah, it was worse because I kept hurting my knee, you know? <laughs> Uh, one of the things he did say, uh, see how quick I, I, couldn't, I couldn't work out how to go from knee damage to no. sort of smoothly move this on to one of the actually more positive elements of this sort of big quote is that he, sort he said of, something good, did he? He said something good, um, that he's rethinking the fact that we were going to have 16 groups of three and he wants to go back to groups of four because um, it has been brilliant, the groups of four historically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they wanted to just have it as groups of three, only yeah. people winning or losing, which so, just is so shit so that news is that they were going to change it but they've changed their minds so nothing's changing because it's the best world cup ever yeah true dude I, well okay so i guess for gianni infantino the the best world cup ever nature really hinges on the the four four teams in the groups that's what really hit home for him yeah it wasn't the fact yeah. that actually there, there's enough room for, there is an argument that maybe having it during the winter meant that the players were fresher and yeah. played at a much higher level than they perhaps would have done after a full season. Maybe, but I don't want to win a World Cup. I no, it's, like it. it's, it's it's not right. It's yeah. How have you found the Winter World Cup? I've I've been trying to like. At first, I was getting festive with it, and I was having like mulled wines and and drinking Bailey. Me and you drank some Baileys and watched the World Cup. We absolutely did. So I've been trying to like treat as like oh, it's a, like a festive treat of a World Cup. <laughs> Try and find like new festive traditions. But it, it feels weird that I'm not, like, in a park getting sunburnt, drinking warm tinnies. <laughs> you know, like, that that's thats the World Cup for me. It's a bit like when you amend the Christmas dinner for one year, you go, this year we're having goose. Yeah. And then it's like, and you go, well, that was a nice change, but let's go back to... S- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're thinking, like, why are we just such slaves to to that, you know, repetitive thing? Why can't we just have, you know, why let, let, let's let's just roast some, roast some, like, little bits of vegetables instead of the... And then you eat it and you're like, this is... I want pigs in blankets. So what, you want, what you're saying is you want lots of different tiny little World Cups to make up one big World... I'm, saying it's, I'm saying it's been fun to try something different, but I want to go back, like, well, immediately. Thankfully it will summer. do. When I we go summer. to the Americas, that's going to be in the summer, and um, we're also going to be... Um, I, I don't know who the next host is going to be, but there's potential yeah. for it to be potentially Morocco, I heard. There's other seasons, though, you know. Now that we've tried winter... What, autumn? Like, autumn, yeah, but I'm thinking, like, rainy season. You know, like, monsoon season. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know when yeah. monsoon season is in Malaysia, but we could have a Malaysian World yeah, Cup. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like in in like Malaysia and, and around that area, there's like it's either it's either like not monsoon season or it's monsoon season. And it follows the the rule of uh, illegality for gay people. Yeah, uh, if yeah, we could exactly, just make perfect. sure that we're again in Morocco. I mean, we, if yeah. we, we could genuinely have like a fo- maybe World Cup should only be held in yeah. non-gay friendly locations now Definitely. because it's the best World Cup ever. Thailand's got to be cool with it though. They've got um, one. Actually, I think that it is technically illegal. There. Is it technically? But uh, or frowned I don't know. upon. I've, I've been. I, I, I've been Thailand. I reckon. I mean, I. I reckon. We, we all know that. <laughs> we we all know. <laughs> the loophole uh but I, I don't actually think it's particularly legal there yeah, fair but enough. i don't know that for sure so don't quote me on it but yes yeah, so it's the best world cup ever do you agree 
No, of course not. No, I think it might be the worst one. But that's also why I was disappointed that we went out because there was a bit of me that felt like if we are going to win a World Cup, we would win like the most depressing one to win. It, no, I mean like that would be classic. Funny. Andrew White said long. exactly that same thing. It was just yeah. like it, it would be so us exactly. if we win the one that everyone hated. So now I'm sort of hoping for like a Saudi Arabia World Cup where they just like up the atrocities. Just like even more <laughs> people die making the stadiums. There's so, like there's you know so a, a journalist is murdered at the opening ceremony. It's just all as part of the opening yeah yeah. It's ceremony. like a bit of it yeah yeah, yeah. and. Uh, it's just all mired in controversy, and we just destroy everyone. It feels we like just have our best World Cup. Just, just they, you just want them to really lean into yeah. evil. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we want this to be an evil organization. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past FIFA. We paid like, them a lot. Those lot, iconic lot pictures of like Bobby Moore being held up by everyone with the trophy, but in the background of our pictures, like everyone in the crowd would have sort of handcuffs on, <laughs> like they'd be just really upset. <laughs> They're playing in a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're basically gonna win the the World Cup version of Mean Machine. Yeah. <laughs> I think once once standards dip that low, I That's think that might be we'll our time. Win. That would be the time that we'll win one. The, so the prediction is that maybe in the next 10, 20 years, we'll win the most evil World Cup. I just think it's more likely that we would win an unethical World Cup. Just if if it's possible for there to be an ethical World Cup. I was going to say, Cup. when's the next I think, ethical I one? I think the, least, the less ethical the World Cup, the more typical it would be for us to finally win one because even like if you look at these the americas one people yeah. can still go well it's not very eco-friendly yeah because uh, it's not very eco-friendly because everyone's gonna be flying everywhere it's just no, gonna be loads be. of planes none of them are gonna, yeah, yeah. race the planes to each location it could be add to the point system i wouldn't put that past fifa either just put, be, add some excitement <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a bit like how i'd imagine it'd be if you were like got a gold medal at the at the nazi olympics you know <laughs> And the pictures in retrospect are like at the time you were like trying to respect the culture and you did the salute <laughs> <laughs> and like but like you're just there you're just running that, you love that, running that, you know I'll t hands up not that like that but my other hands up <laughs> that doesn't look good that doesn't look good on me but at the time I know Nazi yeah, was course. all the rage like they hadn't done the big bit yet you know <laughs> like you're just the big bit <laughs> they hadn't gone turbo turbo nazi but i'm saying it, it'd be, it was it'd like be a like tepid that. little hybrid nazi because yeah. sod's law that was the sort of olympics that england would be good at yeah you know so in retrospect all of our memories would be sullied and we'd wait all of this time to finally win a world cup you know however many years of hurt and then finally get one and it would be really appropriate for the feeling that we have as we lift it to be like oh Fuck. Fuck. And it's made of ashes. <laughs> oh, it's sad, actually. <laughs> actually made of ashes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll move us gently on from that, I'm going to be honest, please. abstract depiction of the future <laughs> of the World Cup, which I'm very happy about. Um, so I'm going to just do a brief note to the quarterfinals. So Morocco did an amazing inspired win against Portugal. Oh, yeah, they're great. Which I think we should mention first, because that was an amazing feat. And yeah. they, they'd done that against Spain. They'd done it against Belgium. They were they were the, they were the giant killers of the this The teams World they'd Cup. knocked out are mad. It's like, nuts. All of the teams they played are better than any of the teams we played until France. Yes. But... Um, and then they lost to France, so. But that's the thing they say of like, if you play in like a league that, you know, goes on for like 38, 46 games or whatever, like the, the cream rises to the top. But like a World Cup and a tournament, if you've got a team like Morocco who just like are really good at not being beaten, 
Like they're not. They're not. They'll be like a Southamptony yeah. type mid tabley yeah. team. Or they're, they're Burnley like in their organisation in terms yeah. of just like we're not trying anything particularly. We've got these two really good guys who are going to zip about, and otherwise we're just going to like not break formation at all and make it really hard, and then maybe win on penalties. And they've they've smashed it, and they don't even need penalties sometimes. You're so right. I think that, that like Croatia need penalties more than anyone yeah. in but Croatia the... and Morocco are doing the same thing of just being. Not amazing, but so hard yeah. to just so hard to beat. So France two, Morocco nil in the semis. Morocco did the amazing sort of. We also we've really not talked about Ronaldo crying. Oh, I loved it. Oh, oh I loved it so highlight. much. Highlight. <laughs> I'm such a fan of him wandering that down that tunnel, crying. Well, it's just the thing that like I've been making this point recently that Ronaldo's put in all the physical work to be capable of being like a footballer in his 40s. I know he's not in his 40s yet, but that's like his that's been his focus, yeah. being like physically capable, but he's not like emotionally or mentally capable of like playing the role of a 40-year-old footballer, which is like not starting all the games and like, not like and not being like super super quick yeah and losing a bit of like exactly. sort of gameplay. Just being like a good team player. Like like old footballers like like James Milner can play literally every position. So you put him on the bench, and then if a surprise person gets injured, you just put James Milner on. Sent James Milner in, in goalkeeper. I reckon right he could back. do a job in goalkeeper. He could anywhere, right? Yeah. And that's why he's still playing at a high level, and he's old. And then Ronaldo is like, I'm playing centre forward. All the play goes through me. You never drop me. I'm 39. Never, ever criticise me. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> how are we dealing with this guy? It's, it's like, an insane way to approach this. Zlatan, I think, pretty much just stood still yeah. until something very close to him happened. And he would just boot it into the top corner and he'd still be an amazing footballer. Like, he, yeah, he was fantastic. He but did it, very little movement. Yeah, and Same now Messi. he could do that as well. But like Zlatan also, in order to keep playing that long, just kept going to different clubs and playing for a couple of years at each yeah. of them. Which I think Ronaldo's going to have to do because... I don't see how I don't see how you can consistently be a useful part of a team. You're like a marquee signing, sell a load of shirts, and you can go off and and you he, know complain about a different team next season. He's an absolute. He's genuinely one of the most baffling personalities in yeah. sport. I think he's so hard to understand. I don't think he is that hard I, to understand. I, I think he I, makes I, a lot of sense. I think well, actually no. I mean because I think he was he was prodigiously good at football has had like the most insane career you couldn't match up to possibly. He's so rich. He's so well rewarded for being good at what he does. And everyone around him is just so positive and gushing towards him. And you would just reach a point where you're like, I'm a god among men. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you would. I think that's the thing I, I, I the thing that I find baffling is that you have so much in your life that, yeah. that it's still not enough. And I suppose that's actually very human, isn't it? No one's ever really happy. Yeah, well, perhaps that mentality is part of the reason why he's gotten really good at football. And that's why I think Messi's the best, because Messi is just amazing at football. Just like videos of him playing as a child. This this he's World this, Cup is a great yeah, example of it. He's just I mean, this magic man who's amazing at football. You never see him trying very hard. Whereas Ronaldo, I feel like, has spent his whole career working out as much as a human being could possibly work out, being as regimented as humanly possible in order to reach the heights. Whereas Messi has been at the same height, if not a bit higher every now and then, you know, ebbing and flowing. And as far as I can tell, just like hanging out. 
<laughs> and yeah, that's I mean, why he he's the walks. best. So I love sick. it. I love watching Messi this in this World Cup because he literally just walks. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he'll just hold off someone like Vardial, who's massive, like an yeah. absolute mountain, just with one arm. And you're like, him. are you like super strength? What is? The, what are you, Messi? And I'm, now we have turned into all of the BBC and ITV footage. It's just know, been yeah, like yeah, yeah. Messi, 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 Cristiano Ronaldo. To, who was it? It was Ali McCoist talking about why Messi's so strong. And he was like, it's the, I'm not going to do his accent. But do like, it. It's the co- do, no, 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 no. No, do the accent. No, I can't no, do the accent. No, you did do, do the accent, Andy. All right, I'm just going to do it without you, thinking and see how it comes out. It's the core strength. No. <laughs> Sorry, is he from the oh, West Country, wow, Andy? Wow, wow, wow. No, 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 it's come on, Ali McCoist. How do you say core in a Scottish accent? Core. 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 It's the cure strength. The cure. 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 And that's the the listener from Scotland that we did have gone. Uh, right. Lovely to have you briefly. Ali McCoy was saying it was the core strength. He's the best. So he's just got he? really strong thighs and stomach. And that's just like, he's like one of those weevils that wobbles and doesn't fall down. <laughs> It's true. I thought, That's him. He is That's quite low, gra- low center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be, uh, his feet are like... He's got a strong core. I feel like his feet have like brains within the feet that just like sort of understand what's happening around it oh, yeah, for yeah. him. Because there's so... Like there was a one-two in the game between Argentina and Croatia that didn't look possible. That <laughs> somehow Messi found and had his shot, it went down to the, the goalkeeper's lower right. Yeah. And it was a really good shot. Brilliant. I just think he's incredible. Yeah, I've he's I've always man. I've always like un, I've I've sort of distantly gone. Oh yes, he's clearly a good yeah. person, but I've never really properly appreciated it until this World Cup. I don't. Think. Although I'm hesitant about Messi because everyone's got something bad about him, and he's quiet. Uh, he's a tax evader, isn't it? That's the, that's uh, his well, main oh, thing. Tax evade, evade, fuck it, evade tax, but. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just ahead of tax season. <laughs> he's, a, he's a footballer. You know, what, what's he? He's, what? HMRC, if you are listening, I would just have a little closer look on Andy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's about, he's about to retire and move back to Argentina, probably. <laughs> so why is he trying to make Paris richer? You know, keep your money. It doesn't matter. I've gotten sidetracked. <laughs> keep your money. <laughs> that is your. That is I'm your... just saying because he's not that out there about what he thinks and feels, he might be. Because it's in retirement that that madness comes out, where they go a bit like Matt Letizia. Yeah, yeah. And just start being like, because everyone was like, Matt Letizia's just golden boy. Yeah. So good at football, one man, one club man. Televisual, quite good on that. Yeah. He's just got enough time to himself to be like, you know what? David Icke's right. I'm going to look then, at all of the internet. Yeah. And then when I look at all of the internet, actually, I'm not going to look at all the internet. I'm going to look at the bit that's sort of interesting because it's kind of like, yeah. basically, he is fallen hook, line and sinker for um, those little like BuzzFeed articles. You remember the little BuzzFeed oh, yeah, articles? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. five ways to the, the government are watching us or yeah. something. Like that. <laughs> it just feels like he's just yeah. like, what? He's reached a point where he yeah. believes like pop-up ads and he's like, yeah. there's, a, there's a sexy woman near here that wants to have sex with her. Viagra can do what now? <laughs> where is she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm worried that Messi might be harboring kind of uh, uh, a less a less lovable personality underneath his incredibly lovable capacity to play football. But time will tell. See, we know what you Ronaldo's know? personality is. Well, that's the Petulant thing. child. But we really don't... You're right. We really don't know what he's Messi is like. Everyone allows him to be an enigma because it's kind of cool that he's an enigma. But, you know, Ronaldo suffers from uh, more transparency than Messi gives. Do you think... like Because it was in, in F1, Raikkonen always had a similar sort of, like 
like nothingness. He was quite aloof. But then everyone realised how funny he was when they interviewed him because he just said exactly what he thought at all times without any sort of media training at all. Yeah, I think he, right. if he had media training, he ignored it. Yeah. Like, it was just like it was just like no, this is all shit. I hate everything. And he would yeah. he would swear he's brilliant. Everyone loved him for that. I I genuinely cannot remember seeing a messy interview. Well, that's the thing is I don't know if Messi's uh, known as having more of a personality in, you know, Spanish speaking. Yeah. Could, is it yeah. Argentinian Spanish? Yeah, Argentinian Spanish. Yeah, because like, he doesn't speak English. So you never see an interview with him being like, like sharing his thoughts in a, just a transparent, no translator subtitles way. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think we does probably he, gleam English. I don't think so. No. Well, he went to like Spain when he was like twelve or something, didn't he? Yeah, he went to yeah. He, he yeah. then that was a, that was a thing that Argentinians found very difficult to deal with that he didn't spe- stay in Argentina for a bit yeah. before going to Spain, like the, other Argentinians. Is, like, he's the Argentinian icon, but really, what is he now? They're like thirty six. He is now. He wasn't for a long time. No, he's seen course, as sort of like an Argentinian failure. Of course he didn't leave when he was twelve with like you know tip, ticket. No, but, they, they, but I'm just they, saying he's not lived in Argentina since he was 12 yeah and the fan base really didn't warm to him throughout pretty much all of his like even though he was one of the best players in the world I was watching a documentary and the fan base really didn't warm to Messi and thought that he was sort of felt that he was bigger than his country and stuff and then when they won the Copa America that's when they kind of forgave him. But that was like recent. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's been it's been it's Messi. it's been a genuine sort of that's battle what, between him yeah. and the and the Argentinian press and the Argentinian. There's, there's it's not been a cohesive relationship between them. So that might also mean he's a little bit guarded because yeah. his own fans were very against him for quite a long time in, in Argentina. Not anymore now. Have you seen he's got a really big dog? Has he? He's got a really big dog. Like how big? Because he's quite a it's, small guy. It's a big dog. It's dog. like on its hind legs, it's like the size of him. Well, you've There's got like videos of him playing like keepy up. It's like the opposite of you. you. You're a very big man with a very small dog. I've got a very small dog. Yeah, my dog's tiny. I got it with my ex-girlfriend. It made more sense as a couple to have that dog. And now I'm a single man with a very small, cute dog. I was. I, I think it. I think she really suits your vibe. Thank you. Thank you. She's very energetic. She's like the, the polar opposite to you. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of energy. Yeah. She's a very combative it's aggressive. Yeah, God, yeah. Not safe. Because I, I went to watch um, the England game at Andy's house. Yeah. And um, and your lovely dog, with one of the best names in dog history. Sophie Ellis Barkster. Yeah. Sophie Ellis Barkster. Sophie for sure. Takes after the barks, barking thing. Oh, yeah. Did not stop barking barks at me for the entire time um, I, I, because I, I guess she was nervous about me being there. She was just livid you were there. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not have people round because my dog's being a dick. Yeah. So I've just have them round and say the dog's gonna be a bit of a dick about it. But she didn't bark constantly. You know, we reached an accord eventually. Yeah. It took about sure. It took about forty-five to an hour, to an hour. Yeah, but a game's ninety minutes. So, <laughs> so we had a lovely last half an hour when we were watching. We were able to focus. It oh, it was no. Uh, it was it was very good. I I, I, of, I I might have some people round for the final on Sunday. It's just gonna eat, go. It's gonna be worse. Because we play football together as well, Andy. Yeah. Um, we do. I, I, it's quite nice. I've, I've had um, Hugh on recently as well. Oh, another yeah, another one of the comedians' football people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna play football. Are you coming to the football? Honestly? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing. Are, are you coming? Then? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm we're playing. just gonna go straight from football back to my house. Love that. Gross. It's gonna be so nice. <laughs> so good. I'm well excited. Yeah, I'm well up for that. Can't wait. Um, anyway, that's... Argentina in the sweepstakes. 
Did you? Yeah, yeah. So Are you lucky so in- when you saw them lose to Saudi Arabia, which now looks even more like they've been paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, we'll take it? the payday. We're obviously the best team in the world at the moment. Yeah. We'll lose two one to Saudi Arabia and then we'll just win. I mean that is mad. I mean I wasn't expecting them to win at all, but I also haven't chipped in my money for the sweepstakes. Really? I haven't, I'm, I'm pretty sure they asked you about that too. They did, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh shit, I'll do that now. And I forgot. And now... Have you only just remembered on this podcast? Is it? I speak? remembered like earlier today. But either way, I realised we may as well wait. Because it might just be coming back to me. You know? Because I'm still in the... It's a very confident statement. We'll go I'm on to predictions saying. for the final. But I want to talk about the England game because... Yeah. Um, we put that, put it off for long enough. A good half an hour into the podcast, <laughs> I'm like, shall we talk about the England game? Yeah, I think it's the best we played all tournament and have done for a while. I think it was the it was the like the best I've seen England play for ages. Yeah, I don't know if I'm interested in silver lines. I think we lost and we should be ashamed. And, <laughs> um, we should compartmentalise that and just like let it fester. It didn't, <laughs> didn't go well. I, I find that like so when everyone's like we smashed that we didn't smash that that didn't go well we left having lost oh we were really good it's, though yeah, of course, it, of course yeah we, we are, dominated but, france but we are good at football yeah so we should win the games and if we don't that's gone wrong so right <laughs> i mean i just don't I like agree your, i like your competitive energy i don't agree that it went that well i i think we played very well i know can i i'll, I'll forward my case to you for yeah, you to sure. shit all over it please do i think our attack play and our like genuine dominance in that second half was i've never seen england just genuinely do that to one of the bigger teams just absolutely fucking smatter them with with chances and opportunities yeah. i've never seen us do that and their goal just came out of nowhere it's sort of it's def- it was really deflating i remember us just going yeah. sorry when do- why has that happened we yeah. equalized and then we were going to win yeah, really <laughs> it just win felt that. like we were going to win and it I, I i don't normally have that confidence in england and yeah. it, it, that's what hurts so much because it felt like we were going to win. We were so far the better team in the second half. Yeah. That just everyone put a real shift in. No, but that's the thing is we, the thi- we're a good team, and we, the we the fans of the England team get so excited about us being able to do stuff. But I'd say like most of the games that we play in qualification or friendlies or whatever, we don't play the big teams that often. No. Like the majority we're playing, you know, Montenegro or whatever it is. And like we, we bash them 7-0 and it's like that doesn't really tell us anything because mm. it's much more useful to know if we'd beat Germany 1-0. Although it's very you know important I mean? to note that Italy went out to North Macedonia. So yeah, it, it can course, it can bring up the but, odd surprise. But I'm just saying that you've always got that thing in the back of your head of like, oh, we played really well there. Would we play that well against France? So obviously, for us to play well against France, that's encouraging. Mm. And I get why people left thinking we played really well there. But if... Uh, if playing well against France is like 10% encouraging, uh, going out of the World Cup because we lost is like 150% discouraging. So I would say overall, really bad. <laughs> I can't I can't argue with your math. <laughs> I can't argue with your math. Kane, great first penalty. We both audibly went, that was a good penalty. Was a good penalty. It, 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 it couldn't have hit it better. Second one, uh, I, th- I think he saw a different corner of the goal somewhere about 10 or 15 metres higher. Oh, I felt so sorry for him. I hate him. <laughs> but I was saying that before he did it. He's very, he's a boring, look at me, I'm eccentric. 
<laughs> and he's not, you are exactly. and he's not for the listeners who haven't seen Andy Field who aren't watching oh, sorry, this on podcast. YouTube no there, there is a YouTube video oh sure so sure. you can just go and nip over or just type in Andy Field's name just he's just, a distinctive looking guy picture someone who's got a fun energy so <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I just think Harry Kane's boring he's like dry muesli he's, he's like <laughs> you know Wayne Rooney retires and you go back through his career highlights and he's like arguing with a ref and scoring a volley. He's doing an overhead kick against Man City. He's doing oh, mad good. stuff. He's amazing. And you watch Harry Kane's end of career highlights when he finishes and it will just be like a thousand really, you know, workmanlike tap-ins. He's so good at being <laughs> where he's supposed to be. He's so boring. There's so little personality I, going on. I, I want him to Lineker, get red cars sometimes. I want him to shit himself. I, I want him I to like... I think he's got it in him. I just Lineker heard if Lineker heard you say the work didn't tap ins and like it almost doesn't count as goals. I think no, he but, would but absolutely is, ha- he would do a tweet about you. I know I'd love him to, and I love Gary Lineker because he would do those and also just have this kind of like cheeky fun energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, I'm not. True. I'm not. He's got I'm a personality not, to be fair. Whereas uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. I don't. I. I I'm don't not know. saying that I don't appreciate that style of football. You know, there's so many strikers who have been like a lot in the box, like you know Jermaine Defoe or whatever. I Oli love Gun- Jermaine Defoe. Oli Gunnarsson. Right? Yeah. He was yeah. a brilliant tap in. Most strikers spend all their time in the box just doing intricate little work and being positioned well. I don't like Harry Kane because he's bored. Boring. Yeah, he's not a very interesting guy. It's, it's funny, you're really persuasive because I, <laughs> I was very pro Kane before, and now I'm just like, Kane's a piece of work. I don't like he's just, it's, Fuck it's, Kane. He's just the Matalan of football. <laughs> he's not. He's not. It's like, that's an amazing know. description of Harry Kane. It's just like, <laughs> it's like a Volkswagen Passat, you know? <laughs> he's not a good. He is really good at football. He's not going to break down. He's reliable. You want him on your team, but you don't want to, like. <laughs> You're not going to be like, there's my Passat. <laughs> you know? You're not going to look out your front door in the morning and be like, <laughs> it's on the drive. I love that. Okay, he's not got the Lamborghini sparkle. Uh, I don't even need a Lamborghini. Just, you know, like a, like a, a, a restored Beetle, you know? Who just something you, who, fun. Who do you like more than him in the England scene that you would have liked starting ahead of him? Uh, I'd like Ivan Tony, but he didn't get picked at all because of gambling Ivan Tony's more fun than Callum Wilson but because he gambles on his own results does he gamble yeah he just that was one of the main reasons oh, he didn't he's... get on the plane was because he's in a currently in a betting gambling yeah scam. great so we're talking so... about someone with a personality <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about someone who just does fun stuff I would right? love you to be an England manager <laughs> <laughs> guys 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 I was all very effective and sure we're 3-0 up but none of you have tried anything with your nose on the floor yet no one's done a backflip no backflips one. that's honestly though honestly can you even picture harry kane doing a backflip i've seen it on fifa that's, you know when like, oh, someone yeah, presses yeah, the wrong buttons yeah, yeah. for celebrations and you see you're like lukaku does a backflip you know I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't think i've ever seen lukaku backflip okay, but that, whenever that i'm counts. playing chelsea do. but i'm just saying that's such a mild form of eccentricity that you see in footballers sometimes do a little do a little dance or a backflip he's got that thing <laughs> where just a really stiff strong hand and he jumps in the air and goes like that like yeah. a like a chop downwards what is that <laughs> yeah such a tweet <laughs> He's a bit dweeby now. He is. Is there, a, is there a more boring footballer than Harry Kane? I'm not sure there is. Ben White, maybe. People always said Milner was boring, but I think he's owned that to the point where he's now not boring. I think Bilner's... Bilner's... Bilner! <laughs> Bilner's a different footballer. Boring and I'll tell you Milner. what, he's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> he's so much fun. 
Milner's now interesting just because of the career he's had, of yeah. like the generations of football that he's spanned and things. But honestly, like a 26-year-old James Milner, uh, yeah, same problem. He looks like someone that attends a checkout. Like he's not. It, 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 <laughs> it's the, like, huh? I mean, Rooney always seemed boring. No, but, Rooney always had that like like but, bubbling undercurrent of, of like anger. psychotic rage. Yeah, yeah. When he yeah. talks, when he looks at the fans, he goes, "It's nice to see your own fans booing you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's something lovely. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. everyone from Liverpool. Uh, no, it was like he was here. Was, <laughs> is he from Liverpool? Yeah, I think he is. No, he's he's uh, Evertonian, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Evertonian. But um, yeah, see. That's interesting, right? He doesn't have to do much. Every now and then he gets knocked out in his own kitchen. Like, that's fun, you know? <laughs> there, there might be some sort of a, like, murky thing with him and, like, and, an elderly prostitute. Uh, that's, yes. that's just, that's characterful. <laughs> that's having the world at your feet and doing something with it. That's the other thing is Harry Kane has so much money and so much license to do outrageous mad shit. And he's just fucking eating, eating like flavorless pasta, just I bet, like I bet he has a sofa wanking the still pictures. I bet he has a sofa from DFS. Of course he does. He's probably got a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DFS written on his shoes, and it stands for don't <laughs> does a fucking shot. Well done. That was really <laughs> shit. Your DFS risk. You were so don't, close to finding something. Come on, you're better than that, Andy. Don't, score. Don't fucking score in a quarter final. Don't flick. Scroats. <laughs> a lovely Dad flicks Scroats. Lovely. Dad flicks son. I'm gonna ask you to stop now. <laughs> That's what it stands for is Dad, dad Flicks Son. Dad Flicks. Because at the start of DFS they were trying to think of a business and the dad flicked the son and, and it hit him so hard he had a brain wave and he thought discount sofa warehouse. <laughs> 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 right, Andy, do you think Gareth should say? Uh, I think it's up to him. Doesn't really matter. I think um, the England, like international management jobs, seem to be quite weird things because you need such a high skill level, uh, but you're not as busy. <laughs> like it's like being a part-time football manager, but it's full-time. Like the pressure is time and a half, but the actual like amount of games you get to manage and things is obviously like microscopic compared to the other things. So I think if someone's a good international manager eventually they'll either retire properly sometimes they were just really old and they've sort of like stepped back into international management or they'll just eventually just want to get a club job that's a good point there's a lot of old yeah well because you managers. would because if you were like 76 and from like you know whatever a country that needed an international manager or just manage someone else obviously but if you're like 76 and they're like do you want to keep being a manager but you've only got to manage like 10 games a year you'd be like yeah yeah, I do. You don't have to deal with agents, you know, signing anyone. You've just got a national pool of whoever's available. Pick the teams. It's all it's about actually tactics. quite appealing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like slightly being on holiday. So, so I think Gareth Southgate's great, but I don't think anyone should have to do that job for that long a period of time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves just through general. Yeah, because it like it, it's we say it's sort of like you're doing less management throughout the year but when you are doing management it is more intense than any club oh, team so intense and in enough, any yeah. world because you have got all of the nation on you not just a portion yeah. of the nation like in sort of the location of which the team the team is situated you've got all of the world's pressure yeah. on your on your shoulders and then all of the expectations from around the world going well England are going to win because look at the fucking t team yeah so i understand that pressure must be intense yeah. i would have thought if gareth southgate's been doing the job well he's at a point where he could feasibly do the job continuously without having a breakdown 
because you never want to be in a situation with a drill where you're like, I've just got to make it to this bit and then I can stop and I won't have a complete mental collapse. So I would have thought that he could continue as long as he wants to continue and the FA want him. But I wouldn't blame him for just being a bit bored. Yeah, I think he might. I think he just needs a break. I genuinely think he needs a break. I think who would you have instead then? Because Tuchel's been thrown into the, he's thrown his hat into the ring. I would hire. He's nuts. I'd go for a. I mean, obviously, I'd go for the most exciting option. I would hire the only manager to have won a trophy with England. I'd hire Serena Vigman. Vigman? Oh, yeah, yeah, Vigman. I made such a good point and then really backed out on how I said her no, name. No, Vigman. <laughs> I think it's uh, Serena I Vigman. Think, I, I don't get this whole because men manage women's teams. Um, but no women manage men's teams. Also, Emma Hayes. Yeah. But Emma? I, I'm just saying I'd like to see... Uh, female managers in male football anyway and Serena Weigman's like undefeated or you know one one whatever she's managed internationally and it would be like such a such a hard thing for gammons to process I just <laughs> I mean, love it would be it. lovely to watch England's I would love reaction that. to it because she's she's unbelievably good there's a really oh, cute video really out good. at the moment by the way where she because um uh oh, who is it um, one of the strikers for the England team, I can't remember who it was, um, Ellen White. There was a really nice bit where Ellen White is, is having a baby and then it was Ser- Serena Wiegmann's reaction to it. Oh, yeah. And it is so cute. It's, it's nice, like, yeah. oh, they're just lovely. Oh, yeah. God. I'm excited for the next sort of um, international event in yeah. the women's team, in oh, the women's be game. I don't, that, I don't that, want to poach their exciting. manager either. But the idea of a female England men's team manager is quite fun to me that i I love that i think they you know the the thing they always throw out is that once you get to like the premier league and the higher levels of football these men male players are so egotistical that you almost need like zidane in order to manage madrid because they're all so inflated that you've got to be almost like an iconic football legend in order to actually be respected and listened to but i think if you're talking about international football like what member of the england squad wouldn't have been fired up to be playing for England at a World Cup you know to the yeah. to the to a point where they would even have space in their brain to be uh you know to belittle a female manager in charge of the team I think like I just think it, I think I think a female England men's manager would be fun I love that that's the best that that's better than any answer see for me my answer is Eddie Howe uh, is I just uh, want Eddie Howe I, Eddie I, Howe's a nice boy but you know he's also he's, a shill for the oil yeah <laughs> this is a problem because I've always I've, I'm really conflicted with Eddie Howe yeah because I really like because him and I love no he's <laughs> not really for my team but he I, he's, he, he, he I'm, I'm almost some. certain you've told me Eddie Howe's hot before you've just heard that I'm not just labelling that on you no good arms though anyway <laughs> He's just like he's he, he's he looks so sad all the time, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd be like, are you okay? Almost all the time. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at the football, take away the fact that he's um, a, a spineless yeah man. Yeah, yeah. It, the football Newcastle are playing now is incredible, and I just, oh, yeah. and I just attach that to what we have as in terms of England's talent. Yeah, I think Eddie. We Howell missed would a be trick. Brilliant, but he's also like at the forefront. He yeah, like he's got the best setup if you don't mind beheadings like if you're totally <laughs> chill with that he's got the best setup because he's gonna be 
Newcastle are going to get massive. They've got so much money. He's got the tactics. They've got the infrastructure. And if he gets replaced, yeah. it won't be on Eddie. It'll be, no, exactly. look at what they've done to Eddie. Look at all of what he's done for the team. I, and I th- yeah, yeah, I think it's... he's in a good enough, because that's the problem is he's in a good enough position with club football. And it seems like if people are in a really good position with club football as managers, they just stay in club football and manage a different club. Like we needed Southgate because he was just like a bit, like he's become so much more respected since he's been the England manager. Yeah, when and it's hired been a slow him, burn, hasn't when it? When we hired him, I feel like the reaction was like, Ugh. well, that's nice for him. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we missed that penalty, so maybe he'll do... He know. was... he was. What was his club stuff like? I feel like he managed a couple of clubs he, he was at really Middlesbrough. It didn't, go, it didn't go well. I think he was at Sunderland as well. Yeah. I don't think any of them were really scintillating stuff, but I think what Gareth's proven over in international football is that time works. Yeah, exactly. And actually, if you look at some of the teams now that have just invested in the time of their manager, have actually yeah. like gone, do you know what? We'll stick with them. Look at Brentford. Look at, play, at teams where they didn't have a particularly good first season with their yeah. manager. Look at Potter. Graham Potter's a great example of this. Oh, yeah. His first season at Brighton was fine, but it wasn't brilliant. Then he got them to promote it. Oh, I mean, time is and, obviously and always it, what you want to give a manager. And it's, yeah, it, I think it's amazing how many teams don't learn that lesson, though. Yeah. I think Chelsea being one of them. I think Graham Potter, they're going to have to really invest time in Graham Potter because, and I'm I not sure if he's going to get it. They literally never do that. They so rarely hire managers that they are going to invest time in nurturing. They no. get like big guys in and then they lose two games in a row and they're gone, regardless of whether they won the 40 before them. Yeah. So it's a shame. I hate Chelsea. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, um, I don't know why Potter or Howe would do the England job when they've got job jobs. They've got like, job jobs. It's part time. I would, I would, I would argue that in, the England team is is a job. It's full time. It's, it's, it's. I mean, seasonal. they still go around and watch the, the uh, like. Oh, they around. go watch games. Yeah. yeah. So do fans. They're considered unemployed. If that's sometimes it do. feels like work. Yeah. Long Harry Kane What a guy. Oh guy. Anyway, over to the semi-finals. Yeah. What happened? France beat Morocco 2 0. I did. Did you watch this game? I did. I watched it. Um, it Mor- was just sort of expected. M- Morocco played brilliantly in that second half. They really like came at them. And it yeah. was like, they, they, they sort of, it was a bit annoying that Hernandez scored it. It was sort of a bit, a bit of a ping pongy goal where the sort of balls pinged yeah. around and he just sort of fired it in. It was a bit like, oh, that's a it shame. Seemed like, yeah, it was because France scored quite early, didn't they? Yeah, and it was and a it bit was like, I think uh, that was sort of like the difficult thing because with, with Morocco, Especially at the World Cup, the longer the game goes on and there's nothing between yeah. it, the just more frenetic and worried it gets. And the more likely Morocco are to just break up. Because so many times they just nearly nicked a goal against France. Oh, they were so and if, good. And if the yeah. scoreline's nil-nil, that goes in. Because everyone's even more stressed about that happening. You know, it, they're agitated or whatever. I genuinely didn't they, think they had it in yeah. them to attack France. Yeah. And that's oh. what they did. And I was really impressed by it. And it was a shame that they... I mean, I'm sort of... It's It's... It's been an interesting year that the upsets have always come from sort of like teams that I sort of I find it hard to get behind. Yeah. Bec- oh, yeah, they've got because, edgy stuff. They have well. got because I, I feel like we're, we're, like, like we're, how how African is Morocco? It's North African. It's you know it's it is African. <laughs> Africa's massive, and it's like it, it, they're saying it's a victory for Africa, but it, it's like so. It, it's like it's, it, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with it. I'm just saying, like, is everyone in Africa being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. Or are the Senegalese, like, 
I'm actually kind of still annoyed that we're not. No, no I, like, think, I think it's, it's just it, it, no honestly, it's everyone team. in Africa supporting Morocco. No African team has ever made the semi-finals of the World Cup. Every African team is supporting Morocco. That is a that is a fact. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I just feel like Morocco's not very African. Even the Middle it's East, a, even <laughs> the Middle East is sort of supporting. Um, yeah, Morocco, because but I suppose that's same where religion. Morocco is. <laughs> It's not though geographically. <laughs> I've not googled it, but it's between the two. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's, North like Africa, when, it's like when it's like when Turkey's in Eurovision. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like sort of. I did not know you had this sort of this. <laughs> this I like I like spouting sort of un unquantified kind of like quite edgy opinions without thinking about them. Great, so that's what I'm doing. I may or I may not keep it in. Honestly, I don't back anything I've just said. You don't? No, of course not. It's not appropriate. Why am I picking that? I, I, I love ha the commitment to trying to work your way through it, though, was I mean, like, a, a good, beautiful good. thing to watch. I just don't think Morocco's in Africa. <laughs> I mean, it, it is and, and, and will continue. I need to see exactly where it is. It's, um, so if, if this is Africa, yeah. it's there. Do you reckon this is going to be more illustrative than maps or less? Yeah, probably. My, my hands probably aren't the most illustrative way of explaining where Morocco but, is. North Africa. Morocco, just trying to find it by zooming around. I yeah, I'd go know. further left than that, mate. Further left. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. Oh, it's, yeah. it's touching fucking Portugal. Port it, it, well, it's nearly touching Spain. Yeah. That's why well, it's that's so not... easy to get to. It's Africa. <laughs> it's on the African continent. Oh, come on. I know it's on the bit of land, but can we agree <laughs> that that's very far away from Botswana? Do you know what I mean? It is very far away from Botswana, which is also in Africa. I, come on. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do, but you it's get it. so funny. <laughs> you get it. I just don't think if I was Zimbabwean, I'd be that jazzed for Morocco. I'm moving this on. Don't. <laughs> Lean it in. This is the whole way the podcast is going to be 20 minutes no, long. But you get it. <laughs> don't, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you. You get the point. No, you don't have to agree to understand where I'm coming from. No, because it's a fucking nuts thing to be you saying. You refuse to accept where I'm coming from. All right. I refuse to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part bad. of Africa. Yeah, but. Yeah, but no, nothing. Oh, you've got such a black and white binary view of this. I'm just saying they're, they're like very North Africa. So it's North Africa as you go, really, isn't it? I think there are certain things that are just fact. And it's and location, sir. Anyway, sounded like Simon Amstel there. Did I? You had a real like just fact, you know, just just, just fact. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was trying to think, remember one of his quotes from Buzzcocks then, but I couldn't just off the top of the dome. Hello and welcome. So, I was very impressed by Morocco. Yeah, I think they did very well. Argentina dominated Croatia. They didn't even look like they were going to even nearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really surprised by Croatia and how shit their defence were for that first goal. It was strange because that just kind of all the things that they'd done to get there kind of fell away. Yeah. With Morocco, they kind of kept it going, but just were overpowered by France. But yeah. Croatia sort of got there and went like, this is where we tap out usually. Yeah. I think it was Alvarez, wasn't he? Just like basically just, just ran in a straight line. I've not seen anyone do this since on FIFA. Just ran yeah. in a straight line. And <laughs> <laughs> The ball bounced off like several Croatians, but just sort of yeah, glued itself back it to, to Alvarez. And he just sort of prodded it home. It was such a shit goal to concede from yeah. Croatia. And it was the first, and that just felt like the, the writing was on the wall a little bit then. Yeah. I, I was mean, like, that's so bad. 
obviously in both these games, you're expecting Argentina to win, then you're expecting France to win. But like, uh, I think France Morocco was more of a contest. Yeah, way more. Croatia and was just uh, it just didn't show up. Really. I thought the Argentina Croatia game was going to be far more of a contest because we saw what that happened yeah. in the Netherlands game where Argentina got pegged back. Brilliant! It was such an exciting game. The, uh, the yeah. Argentina Netherlands game it was so good. It was like brilliant. But that World might still Cup, be but... like the best team they've played so far. I mean, who have Argentina yeah. played? That's a claim considering I can't think. But I feel like they've not been. It's not. No, it's really not like hasn't knocked been. out any like Spain's, yeah. Portugal's, Germany's or anything like. No, they, they've they've been pretty. They've had a relatively light run into it. Netherlands yeah. would have been definitely. The I think Netherlands team probably the. And they were a little bit. I've I've tipped them as a bit of a good team at the start, and uh, they were all the right. Dutch, yeah. No, they weren't really, though, were they? Okay. They went over the first knockout round, didn't they? Yeah, they did, but they played... Didn't win their no, group? No, they, 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 they went out in the quarterfinals. So they went through the round of 16, mate. All right. Don't diss, don't diss the Netherlands. It's not even in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? It's just in the middle of nowhere. It's no, it's just... Top bit in Europe. Basically Scandinavia, isn't it? Um, can we talk about... Um, we've talked about Messi a lot, but oh my God, his um, third assist for the third goal where he just sort of basically went oh, yeah, that... Guardiola inside out. Yeah. Just I just... That really was... I, I, I sort of got it then. I was like, yes. Messi, yeah. is, like, Messi is genuinely magic. And I it's don't that quite... mad thing of being able to do that to another professional footballer. Because like anyone can do that on the street for a TikTok yes. against like a businessman who's not paying attention. Yeah. But, <laughs> but to do that to like such a world-class footballer <laughs> in return, because that's the thing that you forget is that everyone they're playing against is as good at defending that specific thing as it's possible for a human being to be. It's... And he still does it to them. And, yeah, and at he's... a certain point, you're just like, what? what? And Guardiola is one of the best defenders in, yeah, in Europe, if not the world. It, 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 it was so impressive. He's um, dedicated his life to not letting anyone do that to him. <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then on the grandest stage of all, he just goes like, fuck everything you've tried with your whole life. Messi at 45 years of age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of smoking, him off. A, smoking a cigarette whilst he's doing it. <laughs> Loved it. Um, that, so that completes all of the talking of, about talking. the football. I, 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 want, I want to end with a prediction um, oh, yeah. for the, uh, both the third place and final. So third place, we'll start with Morocco, Croatia. Uh, I think if we're going off, off the semis, Morocco are better than Croatia. But Cro I would say that Croatia probably had an off day. Mm. And on their day, might I would back to beat Morocco. I think it'll be such a nil-nil game that I think it's going to be the most nil-nilly game that there yeah. has been so far. I think it might well do, and that makes it even harder to tell. But I'm just going to say for the sort of panache and style, you know, I love style and energy. Yeah, I'm you say Morocco. Yeah, I I think the world and yeah. kind of me want that to be the yeah. case. It'd be a real victory for South Europe, and then I would also <laughs> say. <laughs> <laughs> for the final <laughs> I mean I've got Argentina in the sweepstakes so I think I'm going Argentina I don't think they'll keep France from scoring but I'm going to say maybe 3-2 after extra time to Argentina that's what I'm saying oh I like that I think it's going to be Argentina 2-0 um, I think Is I it? think I think you think they're going to keep think, France quiet Giroud will get a goal I think you France know, blindfolded in a storm he's a, a monster point. I don't know. I just think France, they, they lost to Tunisia. They've had moments yeah, where the... they've been a bit shit. And I just feel like with all of the fans of Argentina and that stadium will just yeah. be Argentinian. I just think that Argentina will just be like, oh my God, it's a fucking 
You know, I like, know, but I don't think France are going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> I think like this is their second World Cup final in a row. They won the last one. They're sick. Everyone that plays for them is a millionaire who does it all the time. They're not going to be like, so many Argentinians. <laughs> like, it's just you don't going to be like, the oh, it's the World Cup final. Let's do this right. You know, you don't get that kind of analysis on the athletic. That no, no. We're <laughs> just doing voices. <laughs> yeah. But you, you feel me. It's not, I, it's not in Africa. I do. Andy, this has been such a treat. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you back immediately. Um, I'd love but, to. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll shake hands in a, the most unusual wow, I was, I was way. I'm trying to get like. Yeah. Get, there we go. There we go. There we go. Um, the listeners at home, uh, that was a car crash of a hand. That didn't go well. Uh, Andy, where can people find you online? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok uh, under a range of names. <laughs> they all they all revolve around Andy Field because <laughs> um, that's my name. And I'm I'm bald and I've got a mustache and I'm a comedian and I just feel like with that much information, Google Google will work it out for you. Yes, and um I saw your you you were on the BBC when the lockdown things were happening. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah, had yeah. your BBC set there. That was a really good set. So if, yeah. you, if you haven't seen oh, Andy's you. stuff, that's a, a nice place to start. But do go and watch Andy live because he is genuinely one of the funniest acts I've I watched your show this year at Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, it was you, so fun. It's the only show you'll ever see. And are you doing that show still? I've not done it for ages, actually. I want to film it, but I want to do sort of like a slightly different version of it. Are you going to still be beating yourself up with a rake? Because I think you were the... black and blue by the end of yeah. it, like with bruising. It was yeah, yeah, absolutely... Yeah, I stepped on a rake repeatedly at the end of my show as a finale, but I did it every day for 25 days. So it really added up. A lot, <laughs> a lot. I would step on that rake maybe like 20 to 30 times. And it wasn't tall enough to hit me in the face. So I was just sort of bodying all the shots. Yeah. But it just added up so much that I was, I just couldn't find a soft, a safe spot to take the hits anymore. So I've had a bit of a break from that show. But I think... Uh, <laughs> just for your own physics yeah. health. And I'm going to bring back a sort of like a, a 0.5, maybe like a redux sort of director's cut version of the show tweak it a little bit and then maybe film it and release it in clips and stuff so if, if keep an eye out on my socials up that yeah. might happen at some I, I just I, if you can watch Andy do it's one of the most innovative stand-ups in the circuit at the moment I genuinely mean that um, if you want to see my special it's out as well um, you'll be seeing clips on my socials if you follow me um, but apart from all that uh, thank you so much for coming um, Andy and uh, thank you for listening stroke watching uh, the big sport <laughs> pod uh, and I'll see you again very soon love you lots bye Thank you so much for watching and or listening to this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider donating to the Kofi link in the episode description. It will just hopefully help me make more of these. Um, I produce and make all of them myself. It all comes out of my own wallet at the moment and it is quite expensive. Um, so I'd like to be able to make this a regular thing. So if you want to help me do that, please consider donating. Anyway, I love you lots. Uh, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.